Hi, Donna Cleveland here. I have a quick update for you before David and I start our regular show. Since we recorded, Apple has officially announced the April 20th event date. So that is next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and we're expecting Apple to announce new AirPods, new iPads, and potentially AirTags and more. So David and I will get into this in the show, but when we recorded, Siri had announced the event, but we didn't see anything official from Apple. It is now official. So I wanted to let you all know, and now enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the 157th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. Today, we've got a great episode for you, and we have an interesting update, which is that Siri is now telling us that we have an April 20th spring Apple event. Each episode, we keep telling you different dates because it's just, (laughs) we're telling you as it's unfolding. Um, There's nothing official out from Apple yet, so we don't know 100% if it's true or not, but we'll talk about this a little bit more in our news section of today's show. What do you think, David? Is it real? I think yes, (laughs) but okay. Well, if we're going to get into it, then let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what, okay, why? Let's let's get into it, and then and then we'll have the sponsor. So Siri, okay. if you ask Siri when the next Apple event is, it tells you that it's April twentieth. Is that what's happening? Yes, and it'll say it says the next event is April twentieth. Go to the Apple website to learn more, and then you go to the Apple website because it links to it with Siri, and the website says nothing. It just gives you it gives you like the lineup of recent events, not the new ones. So I figure like any minute now, Apple will either have the information about the new event because this is just as of today. This is happening. So maybe Apple just hasn't updated their page yet and they will later today or they're punking us. I mean, this is one of those frustrating things where by the time you all are listening to it, you will probably know the answer. And we do not. Um, (laughs) And because it's today, like Apple always gives you a week notice. So by the end of today, they will either have given us notice that they're having an announcement or we will um, find out that Apple was punking us or maybe there's a miscommunication. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that made me think that it could be some sort of hoax is just what you were telling me last episode, which is that Apple like fired someone recently for leaking Apple events and that maybe Apple's trying to throw people off their tracks more lately. <laughs> so that would fit into that narrative, but I, I feel like most likely we'll, we'll find out very soon that there is an April 20th event. I'm gonna go on record and say that I think that there is an April 20th event and we will find out by the end of the day. Cause I think that Apple has a lot of products coming out. Like we heard so many rumors and Apple traditionally has a spring event. They're late to the spring event. If they wait much longer, they're gonna be really up close to WWDC. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record and say, I think that there is a spring event, but you all listening at home will probably know if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, so now David, you can tell us about today's sponsor. Okay, so today's sponsor is Withing. Um, you know, we go out of our way to find sponsors that not only 
that, that not only have great products, but that we love and use ourselves um, and that we can feel good about recommending. And Withings is one of those companies. They just have great products, uh, great smart health products. Um, I use their smart scale, but today I'm going to tell you about their blood pressure cuff. It's called the BPM Connect. Uh, and it's really sleek. It's easy to use. It, it syncs with your phone with your phone so that you can track over time. It gives you immediate results, um, and it is a great overall product. It's also super affordable. It's only ninety nine dollars. So make sure you go check it out if you are somebody who is actively trying to stay on top of your blood pressure. It is a really great product. It's uh, go to withings.com. We'll link to it in the show notes. Next up, I want to tell you about our free new newsletter. It's called Tip of the Day. If you sign up at iphonelife.com slash daily tips, we'll send you a one-minute tip that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone or other Apple devices, but mostly we focus on the iPhone. And um, I really think that this is an amazing service that we provide, not to talk us up too much, but <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a great way to brush up on your skills and make sure you're keeping up with all of the new features on your devices without really having to invest much energy and no money into it. So iphonelife.com slash daily tips is where you can go to get in on it. And um, I have a tip I wanna talk about today, and that's one that I've just set up on my devices, and that's how to unlock your MacBook or Mac with your Apple Watch. And David, is this a feature that you use? I, okay, yeah, I think it is set up, but like I never notice it working for me, and so I don't know what to say about it. Like I still have to use my fingerprint every time, but I, I uh, thought I had it enabled. So actually, as you walk me through it, I will confirm that it is in fact enabled. Okay, yeah, I was hoping you'd been setting it up and using it because I just, um, I enabled it this morning when I was putting together the show notes for this podcast and I think it's a great tip, um, but I also don't have the real world experience with it. So we'll have to rely, hopefully our readers can let us know. I'll walk you through it and then I'll include this as one of our um, questions of this week. So if you have a, let me first let you know what device you have to have in order for this to work. You need a MacBook, iMac, or Mac Mini that's a 2013 or later. And um, you, this is something you set up on your Mac. You don't need to set it up on your watch. It's watchOS 3 or later on the watch that you need to have. So you go to your system preferences. You go to security and privacy general, and then you'll see a little checkbox that says use your Apple Watch to unlock apps on your Mac. So you'll want to enable that. And you need to have your iPhone out unlocked and your Apple Watch unlocked while you're setting this up in order for it to allow you to check this box off. Um, so that is, um, that is all you need to do to set up the feature. But what I want to ask all of you about is using this, this feature in day-to-day life does it work well so email podcast at iphonelife.com to let us know do you do you unlock your mac with your apple watch and how well does it work for you and I'm i think it's a great feature I, I it seems like a cool feature i know there's now the ability to do it with your iphone which is amazing especially with masks these days um <laughs> trying to unlock your phone with face id is tricky so doing it with your apple watch makes more sense so i want to be excited about this feature but being full disclosure, I've not 
I just set it up today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to report back immediately and say that somehow it was not enabled. I'd enabled it a long time ago. It must have been when I upgraded operating systems, it got checked off by default. So um, I will also report back to you next podcast and let you know how that went. And while we're that at it. That makes me feel better, David, though, too, that because you saying it wasn't working, it sounds like it was just that you didn't have it enabled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. I'll, I am excited to see how it goes, too, because it is one of those little things that every time you open up your computer, you have to unlock it, and it takes a couple minutes. Um, and yeah, Apple should know that it's me because I have an Apple Watch. So while yeah. we're at it, though, can we talk about how to do that on the iPhone, how to make sure that that's enabled on the iPhone? Yes, I'll have to pull up. Yeah, I'm probably putting you on the spot, and I don't really know off the top of my head. I'm assuming it's in security. I think, honestly, that this is a feature that's just in beta right now still. Um, okay. I knew it was coming soon. Yeah, I think it is still in beta, but let me confirm that right now, if you'll just bear with me. I know that we have some people on the team who've tried this feature. Face masks are essential, um, blah, blah, blah. Now with iOS 14.5 and watchOS 7.4, you can unlock your iPhone using your Apple Watch. Let's see, you can check um, your software by going to settings, general, software update, and see what you have there. So yeah, I have iOS 14.4 and it's up to date. So this is not available to the public yet. Okay, uh, that makes should me be feel better. It because I haven't yeah. experienced it either. And I was like, why am I failing at like this really cool feature that I somehow haven't enabled anywhere? Okay, good. So yeah, this it's is a, a beta good reason. feature and it's not a public beta either. It's the developer beta. So really most people don't have it, but that's going to be a nice feature. And I think it should, it's like as soon as the pandemic's over, this feature will come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sadly, I think we'll be wearing masks in public for quite some time. Um, but it gives you yeah. one more reason to buy an Apple Watch because as you all know by now, Don and I love our Apple Watches. Yeah, I've been doing a <laughs> fitness challenge this week. Um, and so I've been, it's been good at getting me to wear my Apple Watch every day because I want to get credit for it. <laughs> okay, talk to me about this because my sister was saying she does this too. Is this in, app, in your Apple Fitness app? Yeah, so you set it up in the fitness app on your iPhone. Um, I... I'm competing against my nephew who just got, he just got a cellular <laughs> Apple Watch, the iPhone, um, the Apple Watch SE, and he's okay. like all excited about it. And I actually forgot to wear my watch one day of the set. It's a seven day challenge. And it basically just calculates how many points that you've earned. So like how many move points that you've earned over that time. So I think he landed somewhere like 2,500 and I was at two, about 2,000. So if I had worn it that extra day, I probably would have, like been it would have been very close and i may have beat him so i was really annoyed at myself <laughs> i'll just have to challenge him again this week there you go there you go we should maybe sometime do a challenge for iphone life that would be fun i would be into that yeah a little it's nice it's a nice like little extra incentive both to work out and to wear your watch because sometimes i'll get into like phases where i just forget to wear it my sister's obsessed with it she's She's in a group of doctors that's the competitive group. And then she's always like trying to track everything she's doing. She's like going for like a five minute walk and she has it turned on to make sure she gets credit for it and all this. <laughs> but it's that's cool. Funny. It's a good way to keep people motivated to stay in shape. And people seem really into it. 
Is it just me? I feel like my Apple Watch sends me notifications about your workouts way more than anyone else's. Do you have that where you feel like you have that sharing activity sharing turned on for some people, but it like only tells you about some of them? No, but I was wondering because I feel like I don't get notifications for anyone else's workouts, but then I'm always getting congratulated on my workouts. So then I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, some of this stuff is still a mystery to me. Anyways, back to our tip of the day, how to unlock your Mac with your Apple Watch. Um, Again, I just wanted to say, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips and you'll get fast, really useful information like this every day in your inbox. So that's just my last plug for the daily tip newsletter. And moving on, I wanna tell you about our premium subscription, which is called iPhone Life Insider. And it's our educational platform that offers so many more features than our free newsletter does. You get video guides that walk you through different features. You get unlimited access to our live online courses and workshops. So every month we hold live workshops that you can join and ask your expert instructors questions live. And you can you can join our weekly our courses that have weekly lessons that you can sign up for. Um, just later this month, we have our iPhone fundamentals course coming up, and it's tailored for people whether you are new to the iPhone or you just want to make sure that you shore up your skills with your iPhone, even if you had it for years. This is a great course to attend. And when you sign up for Insider, you get unlimited access, and you can just pop into classes whenever you want, which is really amazing. So you get that, plus you get a premium version of this podcast with um, exclusive content and no ads. You get a digital subscription to iPhone Life magazine and our ask feature, which allows you to ask your questions to us and an expert will get back to you um, promptly and help you solve your issue, your tech issue. Uh, So go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount and you'll get 10% off your subscription for being a podcast listener. Did I forget anything, David? (laughs) Um, Probably. We we have a lot, a lot of features, but that's okay. We just came out with a new issue of our magazine, which is included. So yes, our summer how-to guide. Yeah, I think it comes out any day now or is it is it out? It came out last night. Yeah. Ah, there you go. The digital issue did. Yeah. Yeah. So good timing with that. (laughs) Um, So one of our features, which I mentioned, is Ask an Expert. We had an insider ask us. Wow, I can't talk today. Um, We had an insider ask us a question recently that I wanted to share with you because I thought it might be helpful to some of you at home. This insider says, I'm locked out of my Mac and I forgot my passcode. I can't open my computer. What do I do? So... Um, In this situation, there's a feature that some of you may not know about called a recovery mode, and that's what you're going to need to get into on your Mac. And when I first heard that, when you hear recovery mode, you think, oh, am I having to like wipe my whole Mac in order to do this? And no, recovery mode lets you do a lot of different things. Once you're in it, you can wipe your Mac or you you can do things like reset a forgotten passcode, which is what your issue is here. So you get into this different ways depending on what Mac you have. Let's see. If your Mac has an Intel processor, so that's going to be one that came out before 2020, you'll press and hold Command-R and you'll press the power button and you'll just keep on holding until you see a progress bar pop up on your display. If you have an M1 Mac, which is the 2020 Macs or later, 
you'll need to turn off your computer, press and hold the power button until you're presented with an options button. You'll click that and select recovery. Once you're in recovery, there'll be a utilities menu and in the terminal and you will um, type reset password as one word without quotes and press return. From there, you'll then find the reset password tool, follow the prompts, and you'll be able to get back into your computer. So another moral of this story is set a password that you'll remember and use a password manager <laughs> so that you don't forget it. Just lost an AirPod lost because an it's AirPod a bit there. of a pain. Because it's a bit of a pain, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, it is something that you there is a, a solution for that does not involve wiping your computer. Have you ever yeah, had to use no, this? I uh, yes, but not on my computer. I think I was helping my parents out. But I think it is a um, it is an interesting point. There's sort of two types of passwords. There's the, the passwords that like you can not have to remember because you just have a password manager. And then there's a few passwords that you really should set that you need to remember. Um, the ones I would put in that camp are your computer password, clearly your passcode for your, for your iPhone, uh, and then your password for your password manager if you have that, and then Apple ID. I think those four you should set in a as something you can remember and then everything else just use a password manager for but i think sometimes people it happens a lot i see people forget the password to really critical things it's a real hassle to reset and um the, there's just a few of them so most of them you want to have really secure passwords for these you want to have secure but also memorable i'd say for people who ask me tech questions in person this is the thing that i I get the most is people forgetting their passwords, whether it's to their Apple ID or to their Mac or something like this and not knowing what to do. And it can feel like a really frustrating dead end if you get into that situation. Um, what about like, I feel like the other mm, people a lot of times have photo management questions and stuff like that, but that's the one I get the most. What about you? Yeah, well, and it also is the one where whenever I'm trying to solve something, it turns out to be the problem. Like, I can't tell you how many people just straight up stop trying to download apps because they don't remember their password and don't want to reset it. And I'm like, you're, you have an, a phone and you're not even going to download an app? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, definitely my parents and in-laws have been in that situation. <laughs> um, well, my, by my parents, I mean my mom. My dad is very tech savvy. All right, so we have some comments from listeners from last episode that I wanted to read out. Um, and I just wanted to say for all of you listening, I love it when you write in. It's really nice to um, to like know who's out there listening to the podcast and to hear what's going on with all of you in your, with your iPhone and other devices. So make sure to keep writing in at podcasts at iphonelife.com. We had one about Pro Raw because as you remember, for those of you who listened, we had our, um, our resident iPhone expert, Rayanne, on last episode to talk about iPhone photography and how the iPhone 12 Pro has Pro Raw. So um, Richard Roden says, I keep the default for Pro Raw on because I believe all photos need some editing. The trade-off for me is losing the live photo feature. That's something that Rayanne pointed out that I didn't know before, which is that if you have Pro Raw turned on, it, you can't use you can't use live photos, and that's a real bummer to me too because I um, I pretty much always keep live photo on. Yeah, I love so, live photos, and there's so many times where 
like I'll take a photo and then I'll go and choose a different spot in my live photo that would have been better. Yeah, like constantly too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Richard says, if I do see something that I would think would benefit from a long exposure, such as water, waves, moving lights, etc., then the pro rot is off and live photo goes on. I do use Lightroom Mobile for my raw editor, although I'm researching Affinity Mobile. So that's interesting. I actually don't quite understand um, this point about the long exposure. I mean, live photos captures three seconds, but it's not um, it's not a long exposure in the traditional sense of the word where you're capturing motion or um, like you don't need a tripod or anything like that like you would with um, a low light photo, for instance, which exposes for a longer period of time. So I think what he means by long exposure here is just wanting to use live photo, live photos. Do, no, do there, well, there's that? two options. Okay, so first of all, you have like when you go to edit a live photo, uh, it gives you options to turn it into a GIF, but it also gives you an option to turn it into a long exposure. So oh. live photo in editing gives you that option. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a long exposure mode. I'm just ch confirming that that is correct because I never really use it. Uh, no, there is not. I uh, oh yeah, time lapse, but that's a little bit different. I time think time lapse, but um, night mode definitely it allows you to tailor how many seconds you're exposing for. Yeah. So that's the closest yeah. thing I would say to, that you can get to long exposure, but that's it only shows up when you're in a low light situation as an option even. Yeah, um, but if you do a live photo. Kind of a weird, weird choice on Apple's part to not let like night mode be something you can enable on it uh, by yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I have you ever had an experience where you're like, oh, I wish night mode were available to me because I feel like I haven't. I feel like it's like if I needed it's there. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, the only thing with that is that I wouldn't say that I have like after talking to Rayan, I want to use night mode more. I'd found it a bit frustrating because I didn't really see how you could manually adjust it until she showed us how last episode. I'm really plugging mm. last episode for people who didn't <laughs> listen because she she goes over that, which is really helpful. That's um, cool. So she, she really was saying that she uses night mode and loves it way more than she even likes portrait mode, which I was surprised by. I Yeah, I love night mode. I mean, in those situations where it's like, low light but not so low light that you can't because if it's too low light night mode night mode can only do so much but there's so many situations where it's low light but night mode makes it a usable photo where it wouldn't have been i'm curious though if people are using long exposure because um, i never do like i never find a situation where i go into live photos and change it to long exposure he was saying like sometimes on the beach like i'll try it and it never looks good for me so i'm curious what are the use cases here? What are people using that long exposure for that looks good? Send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com. Yeah, it's in, he says water, waves, moving lights. It all sounds great, but part of it is I think you need a tripod or a really steady hand to get a good shot of that. Because most of the time when I, in a live photo, swipe up to see those options, like you said, the GIF option yeah. and the long exposure, my long exposure option just looks like really blurry and like nothing nothing cool and i no, feel like same. for long exposures to be cool you need to have something moving but everything else to be super still in the image or else it's just all a blur and what's cool about that <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> all right moving on to our news we did have one more comment from listeners sorry i forgot donna wrote in 
Um, it's nice to have a fellow Donna writing in. She says, you were correct. You can have a max of 500 browser tabs open in Safari. So that was something that came up a couple episodes ago because we asked people to let us know how many tabs they had open. And we got more than one response that said 500. And David, you were like, that's fishy. It must be, that must be the max. So I guess you're right. Uh, and then she says, FYI, at this point, you can't, at that point, you can use a hyperlink to open another tab, but can't use the plus button at the bottom of Safari to do so. So she's really tested this out. However, for people with serious problems like me, you can switch to private browsing mode and open more tabs there, another 500. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> agree with you, show. Donna, that you, you've got a serious problem there. <laughs> like, why, why do you need 500? Are you, like, are you actually gonna navigate all 500 of your tabs? You just, it's like a digital hoarder or something. I'm sorry, Donna, I shouldn't be mean to you. <laughs> Especially because you sent a really informative comment, but like, just clear it out, start over, it'll be okay. <laughs> What's funny about it is that she's not the only one, that we had multiple readers with 500 open, so. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I just have strong opinions about it because um, I sit next to somebody who hoards tabs on his browser and he has like hundreds and he can never find them. So that's, that's I, I, I'm directing that anger at you, Donna. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not you, Donna, the Donna that wrote us. <laughs> yeah. My dad does the same thing. He has like multiple browsers open on his computer with so many tabs you can like barely even click on yeah. them because yeah. it's so, yeah. But some people, everyone just has different different setups on their computers, I guess, and Each on their to phones. their own. And, but yeah. that's where bookmarks come in. If you really want to save something, you can always bookmark it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on to our news section, let's loop back to this Siri event. And then also, David, you found a, um, some interesting rumors about an intriguing Apple TV HomePod combo. Yes. But yeah, first let's talk about the event. Really, it would be unusual, very unusual for Apple to not hold a spring event and to wait until the Worldwide Developers Conference in June. But it was starting to look like that's what they were going to do unless this April 20th event proves to be real. Um, so just to recap for everyone, according to Siri now, we're getting an April 20th event and the products that we are expecting in the spring would be um, AirTags, those Bluetooth trackers that Apple's been, that has been in the rumor mill for years now that can let you track things like your wallet, purse, and things like that through the Find My app on your phone. Um, also, new AirPods, both Pros and the regular version are expected to be upgraded. Also, new iPad lines with a new iPad Pro and potentially a new iMac. So um, those, I think, if we do get an April 20th event, those would all be possibilities as new devices we could be getting as soon as in a week so that's pretty exciting that would be really cool i'm just as we are as we are sitting here talking i'm like browsing the web to see if they'd announce anything they have not yet so <laughs> yeah but then of course by the time this gets published later today or early tomorrow it might be a different story so <laughs> yeah yeah but we do our best to keep you keep you up to date so david why don't you talk about this interesting apple tv homepod rumor yeah, I've got two HomePod rumors, actually, and I'm excited about them both. So the first one is that, so Apple TV hasn't been updated, I think, since like 2018, maybe? It's been a long time. And so the rumors are that they're going to have an updated version of Apple TV that has 
HomePod built in. So you could you could say, hey, Siri, to your Apple TV, and it would respond. Uh, and it's going to have a camera built in so that you can do um, video calls and FaceTime calls. Um, both of these things, I, I'm really excited about it. How about you? Yeah, I think it could be pretty amazing. Um, I like the idea, especially of, of being able to do FaceTime calls, actually, from your Apple TV. I've been noticing lately with FaceTime, I really hate like having to hold my phone up for a long conversation. I mean, I know I can do it on my Mac or um, iPad too, but having like, an, if you had a living room setup where you could sort of feel like you're hanging out in your living room with people and it has a nice speaker system and all of that, that sounds much more pleasant to me than the way I've been using FaceTime. Yeah, well, and I've actually a few times done this like in a hacked way where I'll use like, I'll use Airstream, what's it called? To let, or like AirPlay, AirPlay to put it on my TV. Um, Airstream's it, the RVs, David. I know, but I thought that, <laughs> I knew AirPlay was audio, but I thought there was a, a video version. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did know that Airstream was an RV. <laughs> um, but it, it's nice if you're doing uh, FaceTime calls with a family, like, because we've called other families. And then we're all just like, if you're all huddled around a, a phone, it's really obnoxious, but on a TV, it's like a much nicer experience. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited about both these things. I think FaceTime calls is a great use case. I like the idea, I like that Apple's starting to think about the Apple TV, not just for watching TV, but as sort of a smart home hub. Um, where like these both these features sort of point to that being a smart home hub because the TV is usually like in the center of your house or in a you know in a room that's high traffic and so both using that for phone calls is great um, conference calls as well would be interesting but also um, I'm not particular I don't use Siri very much to navigate my Apple TV I don't know about you do you do you ever use Siri to navigate your Apple TV yeah, I do actually. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I use it a lot. It's just I'm smiling because uh, my husband Tyler, who's walking around here, <laughs> um, he hates it just because a lot of times it doesn't work and it'll or it. I don't know actually why he doesn't like it. I feel like it's great. <laughs> I don't like it either. I just find it ten for whatever reason it just tends to be slower than just opening up whatever like going to because there's very few things I'm trying to do. Like I'm going to Netflix or I'm going to like Amazon or a few others, and I just find that the Siri doesn't work very well. But here's the point I was coming to. <laughs> I love having my HomePod in my room and being able to control my smart home from my HomePod. And so having another like i've been asking for this for a while to have more access to siri so that like when i'm around my house i can just talk to siri like i uh would if i were in the room with my home pod and amazon does a really great job with this amazon has built alexa into so many things that you end up having them all over your house like my thermostat has an Alexa built in. I can ask my thermostat what the weather is or to unlock my door or any random thing. It, but yet, as those who listen to the podcast for a long time know, I like the HomePod experience better because everything's built into Apple for me. It's much cleaner integration and I find Siri's a little bit easier to use. And so having that same experience where I have access to Siri in a much more ubiquitous way around my house, I'm excited for. So. Uh, the the last thing I'm excited for too is in the last podcast that I was on, we were talking about how we were sad that Apple's discontinuing the larger HomePod, 
Um, and so I'm glad to see that they're not giving up on the HomePod technology in general, because I think it'll be good. Um, which brings me to my second rumor. They're rumored to be working on a HomePod with a screen on it. Did you read this? No. Yeah. I didn't read that. That sounds intriguing. Um, So Amazon has this product. It's basically like, it's kind of almost like a smart alarm clock, right? Like it has a little screen on it and you can talk to it um, or maybe like a dumb iPad. I don't know. (laughs) But it's uh, basically has a small screen that you can access. um, And I know one of our writers, Colin, who does the classes, has that Amazon Alexa with the screen, and he loves it. Um, I'm not sure yet if I would need a screen on mine. It feels then it's like almost like at that point, I might as well just get out my iPhone. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, that sounds like a little bit like strange, actually, to me. I don't know if I would want that or not. I mean... It sounds kind of cool, but in terms of when I'm thinking about my use case for it, I'm like, what, you know, what would I be using that for, the screen for? I could see it, you know, I think the example I gave is a good one. If you think of it as a smart alarm clock, as opposed to like yeah. an iPad, like if you have it by your bed, you can ask it what the weather is, not only does it tell you, but you can actually see it on the screen or you could like then tap on it to see like the weather for tomorrow. It gives you a, an easy way to interact with it in addition to voice. But it does feel weird yeah. because Siri's already built into iPhones that like I don't know why I need another screen that has Siri in it because I don't know about you, but my iPhone is never very far from me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is like what would I be? What what would it be better for than just having my iPhone? Um, but then when I think about I mean, CarPlay has a very specific benefit for like drive, safe use while you're driving, but it is an yeah. example of an operating system that's just a really pared down version of what you get on the iPhone that has things that are useful in that case. And maybe the HomePod could be like that too. Like it would have a, a few of the apps available that you would want to use on like a smart alarm clock type deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. But both both of these rumors, or at least the first one, it was sort of like, Apple may be doing this at some point in the future. None of this is like, oh, we'll be seeing this this year or anything like that. Yeah, right? certainly we won't be seeing it in April. Um, we may, maybe would see it in September. But yeah, it seemed like it was early stages of this product. So Right. Cool. All right. So um, let's move on to our apps and gear for this week, unless you had anything else you wanted to add to that. Um no. All right, cool. So apps and gear for this week. I have a new app I wanted to share with you all, and that's an app called The Movement. It's um, by this trainer, Aaron Stutland. And I've just basically, through the pandemic, have been trying out different, like working out from home solutions. I found that especially when working from home, I need to split up the day by getting out of the house and like moving my body or else I start getting very stir crazy and grumpy. I don't know about you. Um, So I've been like needing to rotate and things like this. I've been using Apple Fitness Plus a lot. Some of that is because I'm doing a fitness challenge right now. But I also mixed in this app and it has, um, it's like, sounds a little bit cheesy, but I actually enjoyed it. They have these soul walks they're called or whatever. And so I was getting up in the morning and doing like a half hour walk and it has just kind of like positive affirmations and sort of, and music and stuff like that. And it just 
I tried it out to see basically if it would help start my day out right in a positive frame of mind. And I do feel like it was good. Um, and I think it was nice for people who had some concerns about Apple Fitness Plus and the scalability of it. This is something you're just walking. You can run and listen to it if you want to, but it's pretty accessible to any fitness level and um, also has the side benefit of helping you be more positive and, um, you know, so work on your mental and physical health. It does have a paid subscription though. And so I think it's something like $19.95 a month or something. So really a little more expensive than I was expecting. So you get a week free trial. So it's one of those things, if you try and love it, it's worth it uh, if you're gonna use it regularly, but otherwise it might be something that you would just use for a little bit, for a little while and give up on. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, question. It, it, it's for, is it just for walking? It's like a guided walk or are there other workouts there too? It has um, also, it has, a few different options in it. Let me pull it up. My, the only ones that I used were the walks, but now I'm I'm wanting to make sure that that is right. Well, while I'm 19... looking that up, I was gonna say you can tell tell me about your app. Oh sure, I was just gonna comment. Nineteen dollars for a guided walk does sound expensive. <laughs> Have you tried the Apple Watch guided walks? I haven't yet, but I've been seeing them. They only have a few. I've not used them, um, but it, it's just a totally different thing. It's interesting. It almost seems like they're doing audio story storytelling with the Apple Fitness Plus Walk. It's people like Dolly Parton telling you about their life while you walk. So it's sort <laughs> yeah. of a it's sort of a different type of, of thing. Um, but they are both like you get to listen to something while you walk. So they have that in common. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. I mean, what I, uh, $20 isn't that much if it actually motivates you to walk more. And if it starts your day off well every day, then yeah, but that does seem expensive. Okay. So no, it does have, um, it does have videos too that with workouts. Um, just one of the main features that seems to be the most popular. And that's what I had read about online and made me want to try it was these sort of guided walks, but there are also workouts like Erin Stutland is a, a coach and trainer. And so she has workout videos as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. And okay. it does seem to be very tailored towards women, <laughs> but anyone could use it. <laughs> I don't the... know. I could use some inspiration each morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, mine's a, a little bit of a silly one because everybody's heard of it, but I finally got on TikTok. Are you on TikTok, Donna? Now I understand the memes you've been sending me. Like the, yeah. I actually couldn't, well, I had to create a TikTok account to watch it. Which oh really? Because I was getting ready to say, I thought you could watch it without a TikTok account. And I was getting ready to say, I liked that feature. Um, so I so inspired Mac, you. I was on my Mac, I was able to watch it without an account. But on my phone, when I tried to open up for messages, it was trying to get me to, to create an account. Oh, this I is so know. this is so funny. So I actually inspired you to sign up for TikTok because I've been sending you TikToks. Is that correct? <laughs> Wait, you've been sending me TikToks? What? So I, I actually inspired you to sign up for TikToks because I've been sending them to you. <laughs> you did, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's so funny. Um, have you been using it? Do you like it? I have not been using it besides to look at the few things you sent me were funny. Yeah. So, okay. I still feel I, like I have no idea how to use TikTok. 
Yeah, I resisted TikTok for a really long time, which is why I'm laughing that I'm talking about it now because it's clearly not like a new trend. It's been around for a while. But I was just like, do I really need another social media app in my life? Um, And the answer is probably not. But it is, I get the appeal to it now. So I'll describe it to those of you who don't know. Um, TikTok is another social media app. It's basically... It's, it seems like kind of the natural, like, the next step of that. If you remember that app Vine from way back in the day, the little six-second six videos? So it's similar mm-hmm. to that. It's like short video clips. And you just sit there and, like, browse it. But one of the things that's cool about it is that it has really good algorithms. Every, like, everybody talks about their algorithms. They're really good at, like, over time really learning what you like and curating these videos to what you like. Um, and it's a, it's a very simple interface where you don't like, there's almost nothing to do. You just sit there and you watch a video and if you like it, you heart it. And if you don't, you just skip to the next one. And then you can also just send it to people. So I'm always like sending little TikTok videos that are funny to people, but it's a nice little like passive way to, to like unwind. I find it like, and it's fun. Like most of the videos are funny. So it's like a little bit less serious than say what my facebook feed is now which is basically all news and serious think pieces and things like that so i've been enjoying it more than i thought i would but i still have this resistance to embracing tiktok i don't know i know it feels like i mean i'm just smiling too because my niece who's 12 is always on tiktok and i don't know it feels like it's just for like younger people than me but I, no. I mean I know a lot of people my age who are now using TikTok I feel like no, that's t- how a lot of platforms start is that it like younger people are using it and then everybody starts using it that was one of the main reasons I held out I just kept it was like TikTok felt like one of the first apps where like I remember when Snapchat came out and like it was just for young people but I was younger then so it felt like it was still for me but tiktok was one of the first apps where i just felt like i was too old for tiktok um (laughs) so that's why i'm laughing that i'm on it um but it is fun and i I think it is there's no reason why it's for young people it's for like it's entertaining for all ages um except for there's so many like tiktok culture like there's so many little memes that i don't get like but i'm i'm learning um i'm curious to hear and i do feel like it's Yeah, I would be curious to hear our our audience, too, because like in general, I think sort of excluding yourself from something that could be beneficial because of age is silly. Um, And sort of if you kind of choose to not get it, then you're not going to get it. Uh, Our founder, who is older, um, was the one telling us we should be putting some of our daily tips on TikTok. So he's on TikTok. There you go. We <laughs> yeah, should. so email us at, at podcast at iphonelife.com to let us know, are you on TikTok? And what do you think about TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many questions this week, but I'm sincerely curious to hear if, if, if you all are on TikTok and enjoying it. And should we be on TikTok? I think the answer is no. I don't think we should be on TikTok. I don't think anybody needs us on TikTok, Donna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I man. just... One funny thing, just to just to, to share what I was sending Donna yesterday. There was this really funny clip of somebody who wore a um, a full green like uh, what are those suits called? The like spandex I, suits. I have no idea. 
Okay, well, it was like a spandex suit that was green so that on a green screen, the person could walk behind their partner while they were on a Zoom call and not be seen. And so I sent it to Donna saying that her husband should wear it because he's always walking <laughs> behind the podcast. <laughs> I know. He, he, I, I might buy him one. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, the funny part of the video was it didn't work very well. So I think we're we're out of luck on that one. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, you still saw his like, face floating around in the background, too. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, well. All, All right. right. Well, I've... this wraps up the 157th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. Wow. Thank you all for tuning in. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a fresh new episode for you. Thanks so much, as usual, for um, listening and supporting iPhone Life. Thank you, everyone. And just to recap our many questions this week, do you use TikTok? Do you use live photos for long exposures? And then there was a third one. What was our third question? Do you unlock your Mac with an Apple Watch? And does it work for you? Yes. (laughs) All right. Podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.